Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked On Eagles, as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Louis DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. Guys, thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day, Monday through Friday. We have a podcast for you on all platforms. This is episode number three, a Wednesday edition of the show. And uh, you can always hit us up as well on Twitter, at LockedOnBirds, at gc 24 underscore football and at DiBiase L-O-E. The Eagles have clinched their spot in the NFC playoffs and yet have uh, another regular season game week 18 against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Gino, this is the first time since 2017 and outside of 2017, there haven't been many times in the last decade that the Eagles head into the final game of the season with a playoff spot already clinched up, but that's the reality. I know you'd have to go back to the days of Donovan. Right, because like really 2013, it was against Dallas for the mm-hmm. division. Uh, 2014, they didn't make it, but it was down the stretch. 2009 was for the division. I guess maybe 2010, they had it locked up. So that was actually the last time. And sometime, though. I mean, it's a place it's that you want to be. 12 years ago. Especially with the situation with COVID right now, Lou. I mean, they put, what, 12 to 14 guys on the yeah, list? Yeah, so Gino, it's, it's absurd. God, they got that win and did not have to get a win against Dallas. First off, because they really can't beat Dallas lately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so here was the entire list on Monday. So we'll see if this is this comes to fruition by the end of the week. But listen to this COVID list. Uh, Jannard Avery was one. Fletcher Cox, Marcus Epps, Dallas Goddard, Nate Herbig, Jordan Howard, Jason Kelsey, Avante Maddox, Rodney McLeod, Boston Scott, Alex Singleton, and Jack Stahl were all placed on the COVID reserve list on Monday. Like that is a majority of your core on both sides of the ball. Yeah. I mean, talk about taking things into your own hands and making sure you handle business. That's why you win. You can never wait. It almost goes back to what Jason Kelsey said in his speech in that audible clip Mm -hmm. from that uh, speech from Brent Selleck that you can't wait. You never know when you're going to get back to this time. So if they would have, let's say, slipped up in that game going into Dallas week against a team that you haven't beat, right, Lou? And who knows if they're going to play their starters because they do have a chance to move up in terms of seeding in the NFC. A lot of things would have to go right, but yep. you really don't know. And, I mean, you don't want to go into a game where you really don't know what opponent you're going to get game plan-wise. So you're better off, I mean, fingers crossed, these guys get healthy. They need them in a big yeah. way. And you can rest them now, especially a guy like Jalen Hurts. Like, I wouldn't even let Jalen enter this game on Sunday. Absolutely. Well, I was going to no do that way. even before, Gino. This team has played. Yeah. This will be the fourth game in 19 days. They need time off. No, absolutely. And he had that high ankle sprain, Lou. And he's definitely still not 100%. There's no way. I mean, Lane Johnson dealt with a thing like that for years. And it ultimately didn't get solved until he got that surgery. Those yeah. high ankle sprains are no joke. That lateral movement it all comes from like that middle part, like where your calf connects to your ankle. And if that's not strong and that's not supported, it's tough. And especially a guy like Jalen, who a lot of his game depends on his ability to move outside the pocket, how well they've been doing in this scramble drill. 
he needs to be fully healthy. And I mean, a lot of these guys, Lou, like Jason Kelsey, who's been banged up. Mm -hmm. Fletcher Cox finally is healthy now. So continue to make sure that he's healthy because going into this game, regardless of who you play, you want to go in there with the best 53. And I wouldn't even let these guys touch the field. If there was an ounce of the ability to move from seven to six, because it really doesn't matter. All these teams are beatable. All the teams in the NFC outside of Green Bay, who you wouldn't have to worry about in the first round, have a flaw. Mm. I mean, call a spade a spade. Every team has a flaw. So you get the best 53 out there and see what happens in a couple weeks. But this Dallas game, I mean, it's almost like a, a Jets preseason game at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's like nice. We're going to get I'm a lot of tape it, on some young uh, guys. Yeah, that's the reality. I think they should have rested their starters regardless, but this COVID list definitely does make you double down and say, let's just get healthy. Let's get you know safe through this football game. There's not really any incentive for the Eagles. For Dallas, like you, you, know, like you said, um, seeding is important for them. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, yeah, this is – Kind of a preseason-like vibe for uh, both of these teams. Uh, Gino, the good news is once I believe this is the rule, don't quote me on it, but I think I read up that if a player tests positive, they're exempt from testing for 90 days. Um, so I, I, I don't know if that's 100% certain. I'm not certain. I thought, sure, but if so, that's good yeah, for them. Don't, don't quote me on that, but I, I think there's, yeah, there is a rule with testing, and once you're positive that uh, for a while, I think there's a window there where you should be okay. So. Um, oh, that's my fiance. That's her yeah. expertise. Uh, that's why I'm it talking is a about complicated like, area. That's that. why I'm like, don't quote <laughs> me on it. Yes, uh, I'd have to do my research after for sure. But um, I like that you mentioned the teams in the NFC the Eagles could play in the playoffs because there are holes to each team. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's different than in the AFC, whereas the NFC, I think at the top, those teams are more dangerous based on especially quarterback mm-hmm. play. So what I want to get into coming up next is which one of those teams we want to see for the Eagles. There's one team that they're not all but certain to play, but uh, there's a good probability they'll face them. But are they the team we want to see? We'll get into that coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. And much like the playoff standings right now and the outcome of who the Eagles will play, there's many options. And you know who else has a ton of options to pick from, Lou? Built bar. You're killing course. it with the segues. <laughs> <laughs> it's New Year, and it means New Year's resolutions are in play. If yours is about getting fit like mine, I'm wearing these sweatshirts for a reason right now, folks. Don't judge me. Built bar is the protein bar to go to. It tastes like a candy bar. Put them in your candy jar, open that thing up, and just do a little placebo. Pretend like you're eating a candy bar. But the thing is, they're just as good. I'm a big Kit Kat guy. I think these are almost as good as a Kit Kat. They're unbelievably healthy. They're low in calories, low in carbs, low in sugar, high in protein. It'll give you that energy to carry on through the day. It'll get these guys over the hump when they have to come back from being on the COVID IR. When they need just a little uptick in energy, you grab a little protein to keep yourself moving. And if you want to have a secret stash of good treats, make sure you go to built.com today and use that promo code LOCKED15, like we always say. LOCKED15 will get you 15% off your order. If it's mint brownie, coconut brownie, whatever you like, peanut butter. And I know Lou, he always has his weird tasting items. So I have a very it. strange palate, but Built Bar has always got me covered. He does. So we all use Locked 15 to get 15% off and getting those delicious Built Bars sent to us in the mail every so often and making sure we eat them all in one single day. 
This is Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Guys, we thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm Louis DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. And on this Wednesday edition of the podcast, we're going to get into now who we want to play in the playoffs because the Eagles have clinched right now. They're the seven seed. It's kind of weird. They're clinched as the seven. Um, not as like they're locked into the mm-hmm. seven, but they are clinched in the playoffs. And San Francisco, who is at nine and seven as well, they're the sixth seed based on their head-to-head tie. Throws my Eagles. OCD off when I but, look at uh, that But they graph don't have the X next it. to it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't so stand it. That's weird. But um, uh, it is the case right now. But the fact of the matter is the Eagles have their spot locked and they're in the big dance. So now it is who's going to be their partner. And uh, Gino, as I teased at the end of segment one, right now, it's, it's pretty destined to be Tampa Bay. It looks like the road of the playoffs in January is going to start with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. But there are some scenarios where they could play the Arizona Cardinals. They could play the Los Angeles Rams. They could play the Dallas Cowboys. Currently, if the season ended right now, the Eagles would head to L.A. to play the Rams. But again, most scenarios that could play out this weekend have the Eagles facing Tampa Bay, even if they're the seventh seed or the sixth seed. I don't know, Gino, like Tampa Bay isn't unbeatable but I wouldn't say that's the ideal opponent. Like to me, give me one of those NFC uh, West winners. Like if it's Arizona or LA, I just think those teams are much more susceptible. They're way more inconsistent right now with the Rams with their quarterback and Matt Stafford. Arizona's really banged up. That was a big win against Dallas last week, but the last two months, they have not been the same team they were the first half of the year. And I just feel like the Eagles, I don't know, with how physical they play, we saw the way they went toe-to-toe with the Cardinals last year. We've seen their success against the Rams in the past. Uh, it's not ideally, I shouldn't say ideal, it's not realistic, um, but I want one of those West teams. I would say so. I, I don't think that we're going to get Dallas. It's almost like a near impossibility. Yeah, it's, it's pretty point. tough. A lot of yeah. things would have to go awry. And I don't want so Dallas either. I, I might rather have Tampa Bay, to be honest. I do too. I mean, at least they have Trevon Diggs in that secondary in Dallas. I mean, Tampa Bay has absolutely nobody. They're so banged up in that secondary that I would like to go against them to see if Jalen Hurts could throw in the playoffs because that would be an intriguing matchup. And against them earlier in the year, Lou, they couldn't even run the ball. And now a team that's much more successful. And yeah, they still made it interesting in the end. I mean, what was it? That's a game at one point. Yeah, it was only fitting that the man in the arena episode on ESPN Plus of the Eagles Super Bowl victory over the Patriots came out yesterday. And hearing Tom Brady talk about that Super Bowl was so intriguing how – It really took the air out of what the Patriots were. And it seems like Tampa Bay, it's a completely rejuvenated type of player. And you still have Gronk playing well. And you have those receivers and Mike Evans. Just an unbelievable unit that they have there. But they are beatable, Lou. It's not the Tom Brady of old. Like He has been susceptible to have games where he is a letdown. I mean, in that Buffalo game, they moved it well, right, Lou? I know you watched that game. Yep. He couldn't do anything in the second half. So I'm open to – I mean, we really are going to have to play them if things come down to it. But I'm open to the idea of if there is an upset, I'm picking either Tampa or I'm picking the Rams right now. I yep. think the Cardinals are very – almost a team of destiny type, how the 17 Eagles were. And then you get into Green Bay's atmosphere – with Aaron Rodgers, that's a whole nother destiny type yeah. thing. And then co- the Cowboys, you just don't know what you're going to get week to week. So I, I really, I think you could beat Tampa. Mm. I think you could beat the Rams. 
I we'll see what happens after that, but they still have to go out there and put their best foot forward against any one of these quarterbacks because if they let up those performances like they did to Taylor Heineke to any one of those guys, good night. I mean, call right. the script. It's over. Well, and that's that why point. they were two and five to start the year because they were allowing those performances against every good quarterback they played. Right. They were allowing pretty much eighty percent on completion percentages for those star quarterbacks. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough opponent no matter who you get. Um, but I agree. I, I would tend to lean L.A. Arizona. Um, I like Tampa Bay more than Dallas, but again, you know, you want to avoid Tom Brady in the first round. So it it is likely going to be Tampa Bay though. So the Eagles actually, you know, we talked about in segment one, resting their starters because of the COVID list, because you've played, you know, four games now in 19 days, you don't Mm -hmm. really have much to play for seeding wise, but the other incentive for losing Gino is that you actually have a better chance of playing those other teams. If you lose. So if the Eagles lose to the Dallas uh, Cowboys on Sunday, they have a 50% chance of facing Tampa Bay, a 25% chance of facing LA 12 and a half percent chance of meeting the Cardinals and then 12 and a half percent chance of facing the Cowboys. Whereas if they were to somehow beat the Cowboys on Sunday, there's only two scenarios where they could play the uh, Cardinals or Rams. And for that to happen to play the Cardinals, they would need the saints to beat Atlanta, the Panthers to beat Tampa Bay, Arizona to beat Seattle, and then San Fran to beat LA. And then if you want to play the Rams, you would need the saints to beat the Falcons, the Panthers to beat the Bucks and the Seahawks to beat Arizona. So there's just like so much that would need to happen if you won to play one of those West teams. So, um, you know, I, I think even if you did lose, there's still a 50, 50 shot of seeing the Buccaneers versus the field, but a loss does at least give you a fighting chance to face somebody else. And again, I just, I don't know, give me like even the Rams, they are so talented, right? I mean, at mm-hmm. their ceiling, they're as good as anybody in this league, but you haven't seen that in a while. And Matt Stafford, like he overcame that slow start again last week, kind of like the Eagles have been doing. But, you know, you can punch them in the mouth and they sometimes don't come back. And I feel like the Cardinals are kind of the same way, whereas if they're on their A game in the passing attack, that's my question is, can the Eagles hang with them? But that's pretty much every team at the top in the NFC. They're all very equipped to, you know, throw the football. And one quarterback that hasn't had a ton of playoff experience in his career, Mm -hmm. Matt Stafford. If I'm taking Tom Brady or Matt Stafford, I'm taking Matt Stafford 100 times out of 100 who I want to play in the playoffs Mm -hmm. because that in itself is its own variable. And we talk about the idea of expectations, right, Lou? That's a team with very big expectations right now. They are the proverbial all-in team. They put all the chips on the table. Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, Matt Stafford. They don't have a draft pick until 2030 at this point. You know They haven't made a first-rounder since Jared Goff. Back yeah. in 2016. Is that true? You, yeah, I don't think they've had a first-rounder since 2016, if I'm not oh mistaken. Oh, gosh, you're right. And it's I don't, I think five. that was like their only one in the last couple years after that, too. And they don't have one in 2022, do they? No, I don't think so. So is that six years straight? That's miraculous. I think you're dead on because I we know draft, and I can't think of – like I'm thinking oh, Van Jefferson. He was a like second-round pick. 70th, you know? Like they're always like – yeah, Van Jefferson, I think they had to trade back up for. And right, was, he was uh, a second rounder. Yeah. Was that the Brandon Cooks trade, I think, that they got that second rounder for, like the day been. before the draft, too? Yeah. So Cam Akers was a second round pick. Daryl Henderson was a third. Yeah, yep. man, you're right. It's, yeah. And a team that you talk about depth wise, like, yeah, they have the stars, right, Lou? But do they have that depth? Mm-hmm. Like, do they have that depth to beat you if their offensive line doesn't play up to its 
up to par. Like, say Andrew Whitworth goes out of a game. Like, do they have the depth there? The running game in L.A., you know, like the Eagles have been good at stopping the run. So if they can take that away, I think you're in for the ability to get after Matt Stafford when he's in a passing situation. Yeah, you have to stop OBJ and Van Jefferson and Cooper Cup, of course. But when the Eagles put teams in pure passing situations – Later in games, especially in this back half of the stretch, is when that secondary starts to play better. It's when the continuous continued pressure from that front four starts to hit home. You see Josh Sweat's production in that last game. Where did it come from? The second half. When they sit in there and they're able to grind games out, much like their offensive line, right, Lou? That's where they do better, and that's where they one-up teams. And I think you could probably get away with manhandling that Arizona front line. Kyler Murray is always running for his life out there, you know? So there's not a team that I'm saying, yeah, if we go to Lambeau, I mean, count me out. Like, I don't want to go there at all. Good things never happen outside of that one miraculous win they had with Carson Wentz in 2019. But my friends, Lou, that are Packer fans are saying they don't want to play Philly simply because of the run game. They can't stop the run. And even mm-hmm. that team has a, a one gap, you know, like yeah. they're very good in the past, but every team has a gap mm-hmm. and a hole that you can That's exploit. The thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like none of these teams are ideal because the Eagles have been so bad against star quarterbacks this yeah, year. And I still, do you, do you want to yeah. willingly play Tom Brady no, any Sunday? Not. The no. first round is brutal. And, you know, the Eagles are still, of course, the biggest question is can they, you know, pass back into a game? Uh, mm-hmm. Can they keep up with a, you know, high-octane passing attack? That's a huge question. So, you know, who they'd have to face no matter what isn't ideal. But you're right where, like, these teams aren't just complete juggernauts where they seem un- unstoppable. They all have, like, certain holes. You know, even Tampa Bay, I'd rather play the Cardinals and Rams, but Tampa Bay right now is missing Chris Godwin. Now Antonio Brown is gone. I mean, their second receiver is who? Is it Tyler Johnson? Is it Prashad Perriman? Um, you know, they have Le'Veon Bell now rotating in at running back. Their secondary's banged up. So, you know, they're susceptible. They just got shut out a couple weeks ago. You know, like we said with the Rams, how inconsistent they are, the Cardinals as well. You know, there's holes on these football teams and there's ways to beat them. And with the way the Eagles just so consistently succeed in the trenches and the run game, they're just very solid and they're safe. And I think teams don't want to face that because if they're not on their A game, a lot of time the Eagles, even if they're not on their A game, it's like they're always on their B game at least, you know. Mm -hmm. So you don't really catch them on an off day lately. That's why they're seven and two in their last nine games. So, yeah, I. How would you rank it like with those top four? Because Green Bay, I think, let's just say they get the one seed. I would probably mm-hmm. say Rams one, Cardinals two, Buccaneers three, Cowboys four. I might put Tampa at two because it, it's going to be hard. Over to Arizona? Beat. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then keep it just how you had it outside of those two switch because Arizona, like, if they're healthy in the passing game, they sure. have, like you said, many more options. Well, yeah, we got to see what happens right? with Hopkins' health. Um, <laughs> and they're yeah. just – they loaded up for the season too, man. Like they did. They're, they're another team that it just – they win these games and, and are in games when it matters. Like beating Dallas was huge. Like on the road, tough environment against a Dallas front who's really starting to hit home. And they made Dak Prescott look very bad. Brady just horrifies me because if the Eagles do what they did against, like, here's my thing. If if Jonathan Gannon 
went back to his conservative, you know, mm-hmm. off zone coverage. I feel like Matt See, Stafford, that's the thing. they'd have to play man against right, that. They would have to. And that's what I'm nervous about. Play man. Yeah. Because I feel like if they did that kind of defense against Stafford, he would still force things and I think make mistakes. He's thrown a mm-hmm. lot of interceptions the last month. But that kind of defense against Tom Brady just does not work. You saw right. it that game they played earlier this year. That's why I'm scared. Like, when it comes to the rosters right now, Tampa Bay is beat up, and th- I would rather face their roster than Arizona's. I'm just like Brady. I just I don't want to play Brady. I always get that, which is very understandable, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a guy that the one quote you always hear about him is teams force him to make mistakes, but he doesn't make the mistakes. You know, like they'll force you into a look that looks like it's an open pass, but Tom Brady won't take that look. Where a younger quarterback might have or a Taylor Mm -hmm. Heineke might have you know he's just gonna death by a thousand cuts especially if it's just Rob Gronkowski and Mike Evans in the past game now they don't have Chris Godwin they don't have Antonio Brown they have one of the more I would say in the NFC beatable defenses when it comes to the past game I I mean Tom Brady's one guy Lou I know he's great I know he is great but this Eagles team they usually play well against Tom. I mean, for 500 yards, decades, Super Bowl bags to differ. <laughs> beat them, dude. They won. I know, them. but they yeah, play, I know. But it can, you know what I'm saying? Can, does Jalen Hurts have that Nick Foles hey, performance ever, in him? Hey, hey, hey. If you ever compare Darius Slay and Avante Maddox's ability currently to That's Ronald fair. Darby and Jalen Mills again, you might be finding yourself a new co-host. <laughs> That's egregious. Yeah, but that's a fair you, point. I, I know, Lou. Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time. I totally understand that. But if it came down to who's going to stop me if Jalen Hurts has no, to I get, lead, Yeah, I get that perspective. Let me, yeah, sure. like if it's late in a game and you have a one-score game and the Eagles have the ball, I think Von Miller could probably hit home and make that play, right? Then you look at the guys down in Arizona. Chandler Jones is just a freak. Same with Dallas. Tampa, yeah, they have a good stout front. They're not as electric as those other other fronts, and their secondary isn't as good as those other secondaries, in my opinion. Even with the Cardinals as banged up as they are, they still at least have Byron Murphy, who's playing good football this year. Mm-hmm. You know, Trevon Diggs is allowing a lot of yards, but he's a ball hawk and can change the game in the blink of an eye. Jalen Ramsey is Jalen Ramsey. We know what Jalen Ramsey can do. He can completely erase Devontae Smith. Who does Tampa have? Who's going to shut down Devontae yeah. on the outside? Who's going to do that? Who's no, going to agree? That's, that's what In that I way, I definitely do. agree. And that's why, yeah. for me, it's more maybe 2A, 2B uh, with Tampa Bay and Arizona. I just to talk I, myself into a win. I know, but there's no, so I mean, like, there. they shouldn't be favored for sure, and these are not ideal yeah. matchups. But, you know, this is not a game they head in. I'm just like, they have no chance. Like, they, you know, and for a team like this, sometimes you would say maybe they, like, you know, there's sometimes a team makes the playoffs and you're like, they have no business winning this game. It's it's one and done. But I think they're going to be competitive. Like, no matter what this playoff game, you know, poses matchup wise, I don't think it's going to be, you know, a 42 to 10 type of performance. So um, it'll be interesting to see this week who they end up uh, getting paired up with in the first round of the 2021 playoffs. Guys, today's episode of Lockdown Eagles is brought to you by Get Upside. It's an incredible app everybody who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. 
That's up to 50 cents in cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside, and we know how expensive gas prices are right now. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon in cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account, and you can cash out anytime at your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Once again, download the GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, Eagles fans, this is Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri. It's Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, and we thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. So, Gino, we were talking about you know the wild card. The Eagles have clinched their spot in the playoffs for the fourth time in five years. Now it's just about finding out this weekend who do they play. Do they play Tampa Bay, which is very likely? Do they play the Rams? Do the Cardinals? One of those two scenarios with the Cowboys. Are they heading to Jerry World? Um, so it'll be interesting to find out what happens there. What I wanted to ask you now, because I was joking around with some of our listeners on Twitter, uh, because the Eagles are selling their um, playoff shirt. And, uh, so what's interesting to me is like, I, I tweeted out like the picture of the playoff shirt. And I said, have you outgrown this kind of purchase? Because it's interesting. Now that the Eagles have won a super bowl, they've made like deep playoff runs in 2018. You know, they've won a division. Now that the bar was kind of raised, like we talk about the new norm a lot. And like that was a joke about the playoff shirt, but it did bring up an interesting question. Like, does like a wild card berth like this for a team that you don't really have championship aspirations for? They don't have a quarterback you're convinced of yet, a first time head coach, like that kind of wild card playoff berth um, that maybe doesn't pose that serious long term run. Do you still get as excited about that compared to like before Super Bowl 52? I'm interested to see your perspective on this because it, I feel like for some people, it, it did affect it either for better or worse? I think back when I was first an Eagles fan, back in the yeah. early 2000s, I think it was like, yeah, we got to get to the Super Bowl. We know. Right. After the second one, we're like, we got to get there. You know, the expectations were get there, throw out the NFC championship shirts. We don't want them. Mm -hmm. And then time goes by, right? Then yeah. 2008 comes around, and we're the lowest seed in the playoffs, right? And we're like, okay, we have a team on a run. Right, you start to make a little bit of a run, and, and that season really changed things for me because it's mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter. Just get in here, get in the tournament. You and I, I mean, I love hockey much more than you do. I mean, your hockey love has been ruined throughout. I the year. loved it, and then it got crushed. <laughs> but that, and I mean, starting to turn into the NBA now, which is it's coming a little more prominent. Yeah. Get a team, get a hot team in, right? Well, even like last year, they were the one one seed, Gino, you know, but like you didn't feel like a one seed. No, not at all. You, you want that's that's the thing, Lou. There yeah. are teams that are the one, two, three. Like, do the Rams really feel like a two or three seed at this point with the way they've been playing? I don't really know. I mean, I'm I'm not sure if they really fit that narrative, right? Yeah. But the Eagles in 2008, they were a six seed playing like a one seed nobody was beating them down the stretch they had the one slip up in washington and then in the playoffs they dominated they dominated minnesota they dominated the giants and they almost were squeaking into the super bowl where yep. they could have beat a team in pittsburgh and that really changed it for me and now much like brent Selleck said you have to embrace it while it's here you got yep. to enjoy it you have you you can't take these I like for that granted perspective. yeah because who knows i mean 
week one could come around next year, fingers crossed, and you could lose your starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. You could lose your wide receiver one. Or like last year showed us how quickly runs can end. So enjoy them because you're Mm going to be looking back. I remember, you know, after 2010, 2011 to really 2017, you know, even that 2013 run, you look back and you're like, man, I miss just consistently knowing we were at least getting in. Like the Eagles were punching their ticket. So I do get that perspective for sure. And I like the way you said too, because like the Eagles have gotten in sometimes just by the hair of their chin, six seed in 2008, get to the NFC title, six seed in 2018, 10 years later, nearly get to the NFC title. The Mike Vick game against Green Bay, the year Green Bay wins the Super Bowl. They almost beat him. I definitely see that. And I I definitely agree with you. I wear with, I wear my 2019 NFC East division champs hat with pride. Um, Mm. And I think the other thing, because the reason I asked it though, is because I remember when they won the Super Bowl and I always thought about this with Patriots fans. Like, doesn't it like, does anything other than a Super Bowl win now excite you? Like when you're just mm-hmm. so consistently getting to the and maybe six titles would change my perspective. So I thought that when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I'm like, okay, so now does this like raise the bar? Am I going to be happy next year if they lose in the divisional round like they did? And but it actually like a year later did answer that question where it's like, no, yeah, like a week eight game or like when they blew that fourth and 12 to Carolina or the fourth and 18 mm-hmm. to Tennessee in a week four game on the road, even when you're two and one. Yeah, definitely still bothered me as much. Um, so I agree. It's still this game for all those reasons. You said this playoff berth definitely excites me just as much. And I think the case is too, like not to get, com- not to say I'm complacent now, but once you win a Super Bowl, I don't know, the pressure is kind of off. So for me now, like I can just enjoy a playoff berth, not to say mm-hmm. I want them to lose in the first round, but like I can, I can find joy still in those things. Like knowing I have that title now, you know, in my fandom, um, it, it definitely does make like other losses in the playoffs easier. So yeah, I agree with you. I think it is equally as exciting for sure. And and we talk about this team as a team that won a Super Bowl, but we talk about these parts that are still here, but the coach, the quarterback, they weren't here. They yeah. have other aspirations. Yes, they want to it's win fun their to see own a new era, create their own path. That's why I was. Yeah, so they want to be. They want to be the new 2017 right. Eagles, right, Lou? They want to yeah. be the 2021 Eagles that everybody talks about. That's why I'm so happy to see Wentz do it in 2019 because he hadn't gone on that run himself. It was Foles. I uh, I am a Yankee fan, right? I, yeah, through and through, I was raised being a Yankee fan. It was World Series, World Series, World Series, World Series. And now they're in a time that they haven't won a World Series since I was in high school, right? And we are miserable as fans because what is the expectation? It's that. Yeah. The Eagles, they've got one. I mean, they want brighter things, right? But this is a team and an organization that understands it's not just crawling and then running. It's crawling and then getting up and falling and then being able to walk and then falling a little more and then being able to run. That's what they do. You look back on the bad seasons that they've had in history, and there was a discussion on Twitter today about Howie Roseman and his ability to be a GM, right? But you look at the turnarounds from bad seasons. They're not a team that is annually a bad team. They are competing. They're going to be at least in a chance to play for the playoffs or in four of the last five seasons which you could add a couple more seasons on there the past decade, and then the decade before that, add a whole bunch of playoff runs. They're a team that knows where the destination is, but they're not going to get to that destination without working hard, without going and winning 
this first playoff game because that's what it comes down to. And that's why I take pride in these runs because it's not like yeah. the Patriots. They know where they have to get, right? And that's where mm-hmm. they want to go. It's like they can't even take joy in the little moments. Sure. I think the or Eagles – At least they couldn't with Brady. Yeah. The Eagles can take joy in these little wins, proving people wrong. Like to me, that's that's a winning season in my perspective. Beating the odds, being better than a six and a half win team, and being where you are now, because you don't know how long it's going to take to get back here, man. And you and yeah. I, three out of the four seasons we've been together, four out of the last five, they've been in the playoffs. Like you said, man, I would take the nervousness over a week one matchup against Atlanta on Sunday night football any day of the week over that downtrodden feeling that you get when they're out. I remember when Chip Kelly got fired, being in the gym the day that the Eagles played the Giants that last game of the season. I didn't even know they were playing that day. I didn't didn't even know they were on at 1 o'clock. Yeah, that's one of the few games I have never watched. Um, Yeah. I wouldn't suggest watching it, my friend. (laughs) No, I saw the DeMarco Murray touchdown early on, and that's really it. But, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Listeners, let us know what you think. I want to know, like, do the playoffs still excite you just as much at Lockdown Birds on Twitter at DBLCLOE LOE at GC 24 underscore football. We've got crossover Thursday tomorrow with Lockdown Cowboys host Marcus Mosher. I'll sit down with Marcus and we'll talk about this matchup in week 18. And then Gino and I have Lockdown QB one on Friday. Subscribe to the show wherever you get the podcast and we're available on YouTube as well all throughout the week for Gino Camilleri. I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. Thanks for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. As always, Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And let's go, Bert.